you know, uh, Mitch and Leo are going to share this morning about perseverance. Second part of what he spoke, what spoke on last week. Now I know some of the things that Robbie was leading us in, getting us to think through. Maybe some things that you went through, difficulties and whatever, or you fell alone this year, or you're struggling right now. Because these, the word, the message in these songs today is he's here. He's here. He's never left you. Now is it working? Yeah, thank you. I'm glad I'm not back in the booth. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, last year, Marty and I were just reflecting on Christmas Day because last year, uh, you know, with me being so sick and, you know, fighting MRSA for five months, and, uh, and Marty and Amy were so worn out trying to take care of me, we didn't even put up a Christmas tree. We had no decorations. We were just... Everybody's just worn out. We're totally worn out. You know, and then today, this past week's been a great, great time for us to experience the Lord and how to get you through it. He will never leave. He will never forsake you. Amen. It's keeps coming back to me but you know I read this book one time I didn't somebody it was another Christian was real harsh to me uh, a lot of accusations different stuff and all that then they gave me this book called Crucified by Christians <laughs> I was like okay well so I read it I didn't really like it. But you know, in that book, one of the things is Gene Edwards, if you ever read any of his stuff, he's a pretty crazy dude. But anyway, uh, in that book, he made a statement, and it really ministered to me because I was in a really tough place at that time. But he, he said this, he said, if Jesus struggled in his Gethsemane, he struggled in Gethsemane, it's okay for you to struggle in yours. You know, and sometimes I think that that we have such a hard time because we're weak and we're so busy trying to be strong. We're so busy trying to be strong, and I got to give this up. I got to release this. I got to deal with this. I got to I got to lay this down. I got you know. Sometimes you just got to come to the place. God, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm broken. I'm lost. I'm a mess, and I need you, Jesus. I just need you. I can't fix it. I can't make it all better. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know if what I'm hearing is from you or if it's from something else. I, I just need you. And I just lay it down at your feet. And, and I think that there's a place of being, coming to a place of being okay with our weakness. Coming to a place of being okay with not being okay. <laughs> with not having it all together. 
He's got it all together. He's got it. He's got it. Amen? Amen. And so if you're struggling and you're descending, Jesus struggled in his too. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to be weak. And it's okay to need him. Amen? Amen. That's why they call him Savior. Amen. I don't know about you, but I need a Savior. Amen? Amen. Reminds me of uh, a time I remember uh, uh, Rick texting me. He was like, I was just, I was struggling. Of course, he could tell it. I was just struggling. So he texted me and said, hey, dude, what's up? You know, you ever get one of those texts just like you can take advantage of this rant and kind of just go off on a little tangent rant and rave a little bit? So. Uh, you know, you ever got one of those five or six page messages, like on text, by text? That's what I did. And I was like, I was like, this, 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 and this, you know, this is all, and all the stuff. And then it was funny. I got all the way to the end of that, and the Lord, <laughs> and I ended it by saying, well, really, I just need Jesus. And I was like, isn't that the thing? You get back down to that place where man, it, really, it really doesn't matter. I, I need the Lord in those moments. I need the Lord. And so... That always, that's always a funny one to me. I always, when you get down to it, I just need Jesus. Well, I just wanted to welcome you to the dwelling place you haven't ever been. A lot of people are still on vacation. I know, uh, pray for Tulio, and uh, he's got the flu, I think. Uh, so he's got to make it back today somehow. Uh, so just praying for him and uh, Rick and them are traveling back from Alabama. And just a lot of people are out and about, but. And a lot of people have been sick too, so I've just definitely been praying for that. We prayed for that this morning in prayer, so um, just know that. Um, hope you got. I'm, I'm always. I'm not sure. I always hope that you got everything that you wanted during Christmas. I mean, that's really not what it's always all about. But it was awesome. I was back there with Garrett. Garrett came in. I was like, dude. He's like, he, Garrett came up to me. Uh, Pat Johnson's grandson. If you don't know, then uh, um, you should get to know them. They're awesome. But Garrett comes in. Of course, he keeps growing. It's like every time he comes in, he's like a little man. Right, don't be hiding from me, Garrett. He comes in, he's like, he's like, he's like, man, I got a lot of good sport in, but then I got a bunch here. He said, I got this and this and this. So I was like, dude, you're hooked up. Of course, that'll it, yeah, it lasts about 30 minutes to an hour, and then they back out. I'm bored, Dad. You're <laughs> like, what? I just spent all that money, and you're bored? <laughs> Within an hour. Oh. But, um. I, I was having trouble. My mom kept asking me, you know, she, she's like, well, I need a $30 gift to give you. And I'm like, it's pretty bad when you come to this place where you're like, I have no idea what to ask for for $30. I, it almost, I almost got desperate enough to ask for socks and underwear again. I was like, anybody ever get that when they were growing up? That was like the worst gift ever. And I got it almost every year. And then when I became a parent, I just realized it's a great gift. I mean, you, you get an extra gift out of that, right? You got to give it to them anyway, and you get an extra gift while you're at it. I got desperate enough this year I asked for a trash can. I mean, that was, that, I, I did. It was, it was a nice trash can. It was it. 
It had a, it was a, what was it? Chrome. It had stainless steel trash can to match all the other things in our new kitchen. So, so anyway, that was funny. I was like, I got desperate to ask for trash can. Anyway, I, di I diverged for a second. But anyway, last week we did get, we got halfway through this, uh, the journey of Amazing Grace. We've been on this for about five, five weeks now, maybe six. Um, and next week, I'm pretty sure Rick's going Rick's to be bringing us um, just kind of a word for the year, uh, I think. I think that's what his heart was and in relationship to, I think it's going to be on peace, and unless the Lord changes that. But really good. He's gotten a lot of revelation just recently on that subject. So I encourage you, if you can come and be here for that, it's going to be a good good word next week. And, um, but I just want to continue this journey because we, we made it about halfway through this teaching. Does everybody have a note? Notes? If you don't, raise your hand and Swifty's got it back there. So a few people, just raise your hand, he'll get to you. Um, last week we just talked about this. Um, you know, as we started out this journey, Rick started us off with um, you know, the promise of amazing grace, you know, this, this place of, of God's promise to us. And then uh, Mark talked about uh, the uh, I always want to say presentation, but it was um, preparation. The preparation of amazing grace. Because you, you, you talk about a journey. Anybody ever take, you know, we talked about that last week, the journey. You know, journey is not usually a one-day thing or a, 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 a few, you know. In our American society, we get so used to, you know, sometimes our journey, you know, we just want it up and done and over with. You know, you know this is a journey, a journey of amazing grace to live this life out under his, the power and the kingdom of his amazing grace. And so... We talked about that, and then I kind of talked about perseverance, part one. Uh, Tulia and Tammy talked about the person of amazing grace, Jesus, you know, at, at our um, Christmas Eve service. And so I'm just going to continue this. You know, last week we kind of started out with this little slideshow uh, of my probably most tough physical journey was going to uh, Costa Rica and remember, I, I, I didn't sign up for this. You know, Rick just kind of said, hey, I can't go. Do you want to go? And then I, you know, I said, okay. And then as soon as you say, okay, you know, I didn't even tell you all this. The guy, Dave, most of y'all know Dave um, Fuller, the guy down in Roanoke that we kind of helped start a dwelling place down there. But uh, Dave Fuller goes over to Costa Rica all the time. And he was supposed to go up in the jungle with whoever went up into the jungle. All right, and I didn't know I signed up for the jungle when I signed up to go to Costa Rica. I said, yeah, I'll go with the interns and I'll, I'll help lead them. Oh, you're going to lead the team up into the jungle. Oh, okay. Oh, because Dave isn't going. <laughs> and we have never done this trip before, FYI. I'm like, what? are you serious? Oh. I'm like, you know, so, you know just, just this whole facet of, all right, Lord, this will be an amazing grace journey. Um, and, you know, so, you know, this was that morning, we, we started off, we walked about an hour to get to the bus stop, uh, then you go on to the next one, and there, the bus left, dropped us off, dropped us off at this next slide, which is in the, at the river. We took this nice little skinny boat, actually the first two that we got, we actually got the two, uh, this is actually on the way back, because I dropped my camera in the water on the <laughs> way up, and it took... It took in, in rice. Hey, at least you have rice up there because that's all they eat. And so yeah, we had a bunch of rice. So I put it in there. This is actually on the way back. This was a much bigger boat than we got in the first time. Uh, so, I mean, I'm like, all right, remember, this, we've never done this before. They didn't. Oh, and the other thing, 
they said that we were going to get to take a, a horse to take all the stuff up. They were actually bought a horse. The horse was on the property when we got there. But he's like, I don't know how we're going to take the horse because the river's up. And you can't take, we have to cross the river at some point. You can't take the horse across the river. I'm like, so you're, you mean we got to carry not only all of our stuff, but we got to carry all the food. So that, oh, it was just amazing, like crazy amazing. So we got in this boat, went up the river, all right, next one. Then we got into this banana boat, or banana boat, banana truck. Uh, then we took off for about another hour till the road ended, and then next one. Then we just started walking. We walked along this, that's not the river, that's a creek, but we walked along this river. Uh, Jesse was with us. Uh, Emily was with Did I see Emily here? Yeah, Emily was with us. Um, then we go on, to, you know, go along the river. Then we get to the, the where we have to cross. And if you can see up there in the right-hand corner, if you weren't here last week, we had to cross in that little two, two little, you know, you had to cross the river in that. So they just kind of wheeled you over, and you know, two by two, you're uh, dangling over the river, uh, 30 feet up in the up, up high. So we get across the river because that was the easy part. I mean, really, that was the easy part. Because then you just started on this, I mean, I don't know, about five-hour hike, almost straight up or straight down. It was either one. It was one or the other. And, and down's not easy either because you're just, you're carrying 70 pounds. It starts raining here and there throughout the thing. So keep going. Um, you know, at one point we had to even get, we had to send our backpacks up and we had to climb up by rope because it was so steep. Um, and then, but, you know, that was the journey. And I told you last week, there was a moment in there that I was crossing this little creek and I just felt like the Lord said, you could do this again. And I, all of a sudden I'm like, I just felt, I probably haven't felt the tangible grace of God more than any moment that I've ever felt at that moment. It was like the Lord said, you could do this again. Even though this has been hard, you haven't known a single lick about what you've been doing or how you're going to even do it or you haven't known anything. But he said, you, you could do this again. Not because you could do it, because I'm with you. And that's what he was declaring as I went on. And so the cool part about that journey is that, you know, 10, 11 hours into this trip that we just started, we got to all of a sudden meet these people that were this little village up in the boondocks of the Talamacan Mountains in Costa Rica, you know, have probably very little been reached, and if they've been reached, they haven't been reached with the Jesus gospel. You know, they've been reached with some other interesting things, but so we were able to give them each a New Testament and walk them with them. It was quite interesting. Keep going. And, you know, these are, this is just kind of, that was one of the guys' houses. That's what they lived in. Go on. And that's what we ate all week. That's that's a lot of grace for me. That's all I got to eat basically all week. And the worst part, I didn't tell you this last week, the worst part is that since this was all new, we didn't know I didn't know what we were supposed to be eating. I just took two big black bags of food and gave it to the lady that was going with us and she took care of all that. Because she had to cook. There's no way we were gonna cook all that on but we left all the good stuff. We left like the salsa and all the good flavored stuff. We left it in the van because I didn't know it was in another bag that he threw in later. I was like, and so when we got back down, we're like, really? We didn't even get to eat the good stuff. But that's what we got to eat all week. But these are the kids up there. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, and just these, these are awesome people. 
And, it, and the reality was, it was so cool. Keep going through those last couple. You know, probably, I don't know, 50 to 60 people in that, in that village. And, uh, but the, the, the president, I don't, I don't think I saw him in there. Actually, the president's that guy in a green and white shirt. He's really young. But he just lost his mom and his sister. Just gotten killed in the river. Because if, if, you're, not, if you're not careful during the rainy season, uh, you can have this swift uh, washout. And they were trying to cross, the mom was trying to cross the river. She got washed out. The sister tried to save her, and both of them uh, passed away. So, I mean, it was just the grace of God that we were, at, at that moment, we were able to get up there and just really just serve them and pray for them. And we just had so much favor. It was crazy. But you're talking about, had I, had you tried to paint that picture before I started that journey? I'd be like, no, absolutely. And that's, isn't that the reality, though, sometimes in our life, you know, you know, we're like, you know, if we try, we try to figure it all out. I think that's what Robbie was trying to say. Don't, don't try to figure it all out. Don't try to get it all right. Don't try to, you know, muster up all your strength to figure it all out. Just let the Lord be with you and let him take you on this journey. Because we talked about the, that was the first key, and I'm not going to go through all those. You can look on your sheet. Actually, if somebody could give me one, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, look on your sheet. I read those. We didn't go through all those but. But look at each one of these calls. Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Gideon, Israel, David, Jehoshaphat, Mary, disciples, and us, Isaac, Joseph, Saul, Jeroboam, Solomon. All those are just pure scriptures that say, I am with you. That when you get called, when Mary got called, uh, if you want to flip to that passage in Luke, that's where we're going to continue on. When, when she got called, it said, now in the sixth month, Gabriel was sent from God to a virgin uh, engaged to Joseph. And the virgin's name is Mary. Coming in, he said to her, Hail, favor one, the Lord is with you. That's, that's the first thing he prepped her with, he gave her, uh, equipped her with, is that Emmanuel, I'm with you. And really, that's enough. We don't like to say that because we want to be thoroughly equipped, ready for every good work, which you know, God does. But once it comes down to it, it's enough for him to be with us. And I think we need to get back to that and get back to that place. Um, so she was equipped with Emmanuel. The second one in that, if you keep going on that scripture uh, that we talked about last week, and coming in, he said, Hail, favor one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And the angel said, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Really just slaying the giants of fear. And we won't go back to all the scriptures that we talked about. And then the third one is that, in, and behold, in verse 31, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. There's always a process to birth greatness. Uh, if we don't get that in our spirit, if we don't believe, know it's a process, we will get very waylaid in, in the process because it's always a process. You know, like I said, American mindset, we want it now, instant, we're good, you know, I want my blessing, you know. But there's a, but they they did that. Yeah, there was a prodigal son that did that too. You know, it's it's not a new. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, there's this place. So I want to get to the fourth one, and we start in Luke one thirty two. Uh, it says he will be great, and he will be called the son of the most high. And if you weren't here last week, the reality is I was. You know, we had come up with these kind of the P words: promise, uh, preparation, perseverance, and I was always like, man, what kind of a, you know, 
uh, what kind of a, a Christmas word is that, perseverance? And the Lord just said, well, just go to the store and you'll see. And as soon as I started reading, it was like, the Lord just like, oop, oop, oh, oop, yep, 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 okay. It's full of perseverance, right? And we need it. Um, we talked about the, the, the journey that Joseph and Mary physically had to make when they went to Bethlehem. Um, in verse what did I say? 32. And he will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Did you get that? His kingdom will have no end. Now, do you know who's within you? Like she, need, she needed to know who she was birthing. The cool part is she got to birth that physically. Jesus. Physical. The awesome, better part for us? Because you ever hear that statement when Jesus made and he says, it's better that I go away? Don't you ever, don't that, doesn't that bother you? You're like, no, Jesus, if you'd have stayed here, that'd be even better. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's better if I go away. Why? Why was it better? What was the immediate after that? Because I will do what? I will send somebody else who is the same form as me to live in you. So each of us that calls on the name of the Lord to be saved has the Holy Spirit birthed within us. Like That's what we get to carry around for the rest of our life. With us. So, I mean, it, that's, that's good news. I don't know about you guys. That's good news for me. Know who's in you. Know who you live for. Because some, something told Gabriel to tell you know, Mary, she, she needs to know who she's going to be caring. And it is going to be the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And uh, I just wanted to read, y'all ever um, let me get back to my uh, you can go, you can flip it. can you flip it to that last that poster? Anybody ever have this poster up in there? Oop, without those words? Yeah. Got, y'all have, who had that poster? Anybody? We had this poster up in our room, I mean, up in our house a long, long time. Um, and I I just remembered it, and the Lord just said, you know, I love this. And you shall call his name Jesus. You can't read it. I'll read it for you. Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Wonderful Counselor, Holy One, Lamb of God, Prince of Life, Lord God Almighty, Lion of the tribe of Judah, Root of David, Word of Life, Author, Finish of our Faith, Advocate, The Way, Day Spring, Lord of All, I Am, the Son of God, Shepherd and Bishop of our Soul, Messiah, the Truth, Savior, Chief Cornerstone, King of kings, righteous judge, light of the world, head of the church, morning star, son of righteousness, Lord Jesus Christ, chief shepherd, resurrection and life, horn of salvation, governor, the Alpha and the Omega. Ever, I mean, did y'all feel that this morning when all of a sudden you just be lifted up? Three easy words. It's not about the words, is it? It's about when you are lifting up the name of Jesus in the midst in the midst of your circumstance, in the midst of whatever you're doing, something changes. It's my favorite song right now. It's just a real easy chorus. It's a Carrie Joby does it. Carrie Joby. Joby. Joe does it. And she throws it in right at the end of a song. That when you walk in the room, when you walk in the room, when you walk in the room, everything changes. Like when you walk in the room, when, you, when we lift his name up, when he is with us, Everything changes. So that's a key in persevering. Know who's in you. Because uh, Mary and Joseph, you definitely needed to hear that. 
I keep my time. I tell my wife, I'll watch some time. Because she's got, really got some depth that I want us to hear to, to this message. Um, the 50, uh, look at verse 34. Uh, and Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The, Holy, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. And uh, it's, I don't think it's all on the read there. Uh, no, and behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. When we're on this journey of, uh, of perseverance, if we're going to persevere, we've got to know somewhere deep within us, nothing is impossible with God. There is zero impossibility within Cool part about that word, and you'll never, you won't catch it unless you go back to the Greek. Actually, that in that phrase, nothing is for, for nothing will be impossible with God. The word rhema is in there. Do y'all know what the word rhema is? Most people have heard that word. It's, what is rhema? The spoken word, right? Really, literally, if you read that in the Greek, it speaks something. There is no, there's a, it is impossible for any spoken word from God to not come about. And so there's this place that like God speaks it, it's it's good. And like there's just no there's impossibility. And so we're just gonna. And I know sometimes we come in that place where like, well, gosh, you know, sometimes my circumstance or my experience doesn't always match up to that. And I, I just pray that and, and really is going to speak to some of this, but keeping perspective. Uh, and I just pray that God will continue to keep help to keep us our, in our perspective. But the reality is that. I want to believe something deep within me that nothing is impossible with God. So that every day I get up, I know I believe that Jim Eva rises up out of wheelchair. So I, I don't I don't doubt it. I want to see it fulfilled. And if it happens today, that would be awesome. You can go ahead and stand up. <laughs> yeah, Amy Belshan, I don't think she's here. You know, we were just praying for her this morning. She that MS doesn't have Authority over her body anymore. She gets up and runs and leaps and yes. and, and and I could go around the room. Some of us need a touch, physical healing touch from the Lord. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. And so I just want us to get that in our spirit. I love that Ephesians three twenty. Now to him who is able to do far abundantly beyond all that we can what ask or Think. Can you ask a lot? Can you ask for a lot? And can you think? Can you think pretty good? Alright, so whatever you can ask and whatever you can think, God can do abundantly beyond that. And that's the cool part. When he went, that's another reason. He said, it's better that I go away. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you will do what? Greater things. So I'm just continuing to believe for greater things in our midst. And, and because nothing is impossible. Because he's able to do far abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think. All right? The sixth key in persevering. Mary said in verse 38, and Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord. I love this. May it be done to me according to your word. Boom. She just heard him say that whatever I say, there's no way for it not to come about. So she said, all right. 
let it be done according to your spoken word. That's why she, she uses the same word in that statement. Let it be done according to what you just spoke. And the angel departed for him, from her. Now at this time, Mary rose and went in a hurry to the hill country to a city of Judah, entered the house of Zacharias, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her arms. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how, is it, how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And this is, I mean, this is right off the bat. It looks like she just came in. Uh, and all of a sudden, well, this speaks something pretty significant. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. So there's this place that God wants, if persevering, you've got to hold fast. There's a place of holding fast to the word. If it doesn't happen today, I mean, we've, we've held fast in some words. You know, for, for Jim, we've held fast in some words for some other people, you know. And so that you've got to continue to hold fast. That doesn't, you know, the whole journey, this whole place that we've been talking about, journey, journey doesn't mean if it doesn't happen now. You know, what if Joseph would have given up along his journey? Think about his journey. Anywhere in there, he could have taken a picture of his life and said, God, you are faithful. There's no way I should continue. I have been, I have been wrung under the ringer, and I'm quitting. Anybody, anybody felt like quitting? I mean, just think about Joseph. Think about his life. You know, gets this great call. He'll be, he'll be exalted. He'll be gets this prophetic and dream. He's going to be in charge. He's going to be in charge. Okay, he did it. Kind of did a dumb thing, but. The reality was, you know, he kind of spoke that out and kind of threw it out there. But, you know, he gets betrayed by his brothers. He gets betrayed, uh, he gets thrown in prison. And now he's a slave. And he gets betrayed by Potiphar's wife. He gets thrown in prison. He gets betrayed by the um, baker. Which one's made it out? Baker or the candlestick maker? No, Was the cupbearer or the, I can't remember which one made it out and which one. Anyway, cupbearer. You know, Cupbearer was supposed to tell you know, the king, hey, there's this awesome dude in prison. Years, years. I mean, we're not talking about a couple days, the year journey. So the reality is he could have taken a snapshot all along the way. But he persevered, and guess what? Bam. Years down the road, the fulfillment of the word. So sometimes that word isn't always fulfilled in the time frame that we want. And I wish I could sit up here and make it all nice and peachy and make you feel really good about, you know, it's coming about right now. But at sometimes I don't understand that process, but I know that, like Robbie said, that process is significant. I'll look back and say, good night you were with me, Lord. Like, I know I wouldn't want to ever want to go through that. You know, we, we miscarried and had to deliver a, uh, a baby. I never would want that on anybody else. But I know that's one of our strongest connection points together, and that's one of our strongest ministry points together. And to be able to walk with people through that same same situation and, and see them healed and, and set free. So persevering. Hold fast the word. Remember in Luke 8, 15. 8, 15 but the seed in, is in the good soil. These are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast. They don't just hear the word and 
take it with great joy and then just go on. They hold it fast. Some of us need to take up some words and continue to hold them fast and not let go. And it's not letting go of words. It's not letting go of him. It's really him. You know, remember, all these words in relationship. They hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. That's the cool part of that. You know, it's good soil. God, God wants, there's a couple of ingredients in that. Good soil. God wants to continue to empower this soil, this heart, to be able to receive the word. But then when I receive it, that I hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. When do you bear the fruit? With the what? Perseverance, I think. That's what I, I feel like that's what he's saying. You bear fruit with the perseverance. Like when you persevere through a word, you bear fruit. Good fruit. Joseph brought, brought a lot of good fruit to a whole nation because he persevered through a crazy thing. Right? And so that's you know kind of that's kind of where I'm going to start. I'm going to let Leah speak some 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 depth to that. But I just want to encourage you those those two things. Know that well. Know who's in you, who who you live for. Know deep within that all things are possible, and believe and hold fast to His word. And then I'll come up and share a couple things at the end. get adjusted here. Yeah. Okay. Um, of course, I'm, there's this one passage in the Bible that I absolutely, it's like one of my favorite scriptures, and it's, it's Simeon. So when they were talking about perseverance and they mentioned Simeon, I'm like, like I could, like I lost my bearings and I actually volunteered at that point. Um, so, but, but this scripture and I'm not, I forgot to pick up my contacts. So I've got the glasses on. I'm not used to this with the hair. Somehow the hair and the glasses don't go well together. But, um, but yeah, so I'm kind of continuing on this, this theme. Mine's not on the outline. It's kind of, it's just really this place of perseverance with perspective, but just this place of perspective of who was, who is, and who is to come like this perspective of the fullness of who he is. And, um, and it's just interesting. There are a couple of scriptures that I just wanted to read that really kind of gives this place, um, this picture of, of Simeon. And these are, these are some of my other um, scriptures that I just love. Hopefully, I, I, want, I think I cried all my tears out during worship, which was just really... Um, powerful, but um, these typically, like I can't make them through them, but Isaiah 9, 2 through 7, I'm just going to kind of just kind of give this precursor, but the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nation. You shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence as with the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor as, a, as at the battle of Midian, for every boot of the booted warrior in the battle tumult, and cloak rolled in blood will be for burning, fuel for fire. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. 
There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And then the other scripture is Malachi 3.1. Behold, I am going to send my messenger and he will clear the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And then you find us in this passage in Luke 2 with Simeon. And not only, I mean, we'll kind of look at, and he kind of gives you a little bit of background on Simeon, but, I mean, we're talking, I'm not any scholar, but we're talking 400 years since that prophecy in Malachi. 400 years. And this man, this man is waiting. And I think, like, this place of perseverance, like, God, when I read this passage of Simeon, it just hits this place of, like, depth in me that, like, it makes me want to search something out. Like, it makes me, like, okay, God, like, there's more. Like, there's more to this. So I'm going to read this passage. And it's really Simeon and Anna, both of it, both examples are just powerful. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And so there's this, like for Simeon, like this moment, like that was it. Like that was it for him. Like that was enough for him because he saw the answer to this 400 years of waiting. And, um, and his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him, and Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign to be opposed, and a sword will pierce even your own soul, to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Samuel, and the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, I like how they said that, <laughs> and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. That's a pretty long time. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all of those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And I think it's just this powerful picture, like our heritage, like this is like our heritage. And, and this, this man and this woman had waited, waited for years, and their eyes saw the answer. 
the answer of just the heart cry of a nation. And it's just, I don't know, it was just an amazing picture for me. I think for me personally, and Robbie, you might call this codependent, <laughs> which there is some part of it, but I have to say from a very young age, like my passion was for everyone to be happy. I really like if I could have it, like if I could do my one wish for everyone to be happy. <laughs> you know, I'm 43 right now, so I know how that turns out, you know, but like there's something in me that would just like everyone to be happy. I remember a conversation with Jared about prophetic words, and I'm like, can we just give it to everyone? Like there's just something in me, like everyone needs a prophetic word because no one needs to be left out, but but this place of, of just everyone, you know, to be happy, which means, like, like there's this passion to want everyone fixed when they're not happy, you know, which, once again, it could be very frustrating, you know, um, or, or make you isolate yourself because that just is not happening. But anyway, um, there's that, that passion in me for that. And, and probably, like, the, the biggest struggle for me is um, is just walking with people I love that are struggling, you know, and walking with people that, you know, have lost husbands. You know, Rick would, I'm sure he is talking to me now, don't say the word lost, but there is this place, Robbie, you know, with Tony and Gina, you know, with, with Brandon, like this place of, of loss, and it's really hard for me. I think sometimes it's easier for me to deal with my own than to see people that you love and you care about struggle. And um, and I know about two weeks ago, and a lot of us talk because you know we're like, gosh, gosh, it just feels so heavy right now. I'm so I feel like this sorrow and this grief, and I know it's just not me, but I know that there are people struggling in this season. And it always takes me to this place where, you know, once again, this, this perspective, like Leah, he was, he is, and he is to come. And I get to that place, and I go to the Lord, because I know it's only, like, only with him can there be redemption and restoration and healing. And really, like, it's this perspective that, that gets us to pers persevere because nothing will compare. Nothing compares to him, but nothing will compare to what's in store for us. And I felt like this, there are a couple of scriptures just that really hit me. And I think, you know, Mitch mentioned Nehemiah. We had three miscarriages, and most of y'all, you know, know us, have known that. And the last one was, you know, we had a little boy that was almost 17 weeks old and in the womb, you know. And it's amazing if you talk. I was just talking to someone the other day about miscarriage. It's, it's crazy. Like, like you don't even know you're, but there's, you don't know you're pregnant, but there's this attachment. I mean, there's this life within you. And even with 17 weeks, it was just, and for Mitch, she wasn't, Carrying a baby, like, it was just one of the, it was the hardest thing we've ever had to deal with. But in that moment, in walking through that, in the presence of God, to come and to comfort, 
and my confidence of knowing that he is a God that gives life and life abundant, that that is not the fingerprints of his hands, is this confidence that, you know, like, with him, all things are possible. With him, I can get up another day and have hope. With him, it is all. It is all. Everything will um, be worth it, and nothing compares. And um, and there's this. There's a couple of scriptures that I really let me make sure. I want to. There are a couple of things that I really wanted to hit. I think one before I read these scriptures. I know for me, like I, I want this perspective, and I'm just going to be honest, like. You know, there are a couple things that are my passions. One is, you know, if everyone would be happy. Two is really to see, and I've spoken this before, to see the body, like, being the body. Like, where every single person in the body is needed and is operating in who they are called to be. Like, to me, that's just an amazing thing. You know, of course, that is his, his work in that. But then the other thing is to really know him. Like, to really, I mean, to really know him, I think that's why this story with Simeon, like, really hits me. Like, do I really know him? You know, I think for us in this place, in that moment, when I thought, like, like I didn't know even how to live, you know, when, when we delivered Nehemiah, in that moment that, gosh, like, to really know, like I need to know the one that is greater than this all, than all of this, like that is way greater than than all of this, and I had to press into that place of really knowing who he was and his character. I couldn't go on another day without really knowing, okay, God, who who are you? Like, what is your character? And I had to press into that place. But even this place of like the gift of our salvation, like, do I really know? Like, do I really know? I mean, he looks, I remember the disciples coming to Jesus, I remember, I read, you know. But they're like, hey, the demons are subject. And he's like, no, like, don't re rejoice in the fact that your name is written in the book of life. And I really, I think, I think where I come to is where the things of this world even want to steal that victory. Like, that is greater than anything else. That I have eternal life. That we have an intimate relationship with the God of the universe. I mean, even, even thinking about that. Like, you look at, like, the medical field from, like, I start thinking about stuff like this. I'm letting you in my head a little bit, which could be a little dangerous. But, like, I mean, you look at the medical field, you know, from 100 years ago to now. And for us to think that, that, okay, that's a big range of knowledge. But for, for me to think that I really, in my 43 years, could really know all of God, of who he is, is, like, I'm so glad that that's not the truth. But I think maybe sometimes the challenge is, is sometimes we even come and we take the crumbs that have fallen from someone else's table of knowing God, and it doesn't satisfy us because he's so much greater than that. And so I think there's just this, I feel like this call like, to know more of him. Like, don't be satisfied 
with just what you know, like, pursue him out. Like, there's this call in me, like, of, of really pursuing out who he is and this intimacy with the God of the universe. And there's a couple scriptures that I really, this one point of prayer the last couple weeks, I just, that the Lord kind of brought me to. And one is Luke 18. And, and this kind of goes, you know, who was, who is, like the fullness of knowing who, I mean, you look through the Old Testament, I was just going through the names of God, like who he is, like this is the God of the universe that has called me into relationship with him, who loves me intimately, who I can know. Um, so who was, and then who is, and who is to come. And so these kind of all flow together. But Luke 18, 29 through 30, and he said to them, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will receive many times as much at this time and in the age to come eternal life. You know, and I start, because when I talk about just my heart hurting for people I love, I mean, it can be someone in Africa or like our family in Syria, you know, like these extreme circumstances where people, I mean, there is no, it's all, they're surrounded by loss. You know, they're surrounded by death. And I look at these scriptures, like, I mean, wife, brothers, parents, children. I mean, many in here have experienced loss in those areas in some way. And it says, who will not receive many times as much as this in the age to come, eternal life. And so, and then Romans 8, 18 through 25 for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. That the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For, for who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. And I just, I mean, it's just a powerful thing. Number one, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed to us. And then also, I mean, I really identify with the whole groaning within ourselves. I, I, it doesn't even, I'll have moments of time, I think that's a hard thing, like, You'll have someone over here that, that's fighting for their life, that's fighting cancer. And then you have someone over here that is fighting to not want to die. They're totally healthy. You know, the enemy trying to steal and destroy. And I think that's like the heart, like that's the hardest thing. Like it, there's this, this place 
this place in this world, but it does not compare to what will be revealed to us. Um, and so there is this place of who was, who is, like embracing the is, like embracing the fact, like Mitch was saying, the Holy Spirit is within me. Like that is, I, I don't know how to comprehend that. Like if I really just sit and meditate on that, who he is, but also what is to come. And it, it kind of always makes me feel better, like, because, you know, our kids have never gone to Disney World, so, you know, right now they probably won't care. But anyway, there was a period of time, you know, when you're a parent and you're like, you feel like, gosh, you're just not doing enough or giving your kids what they need. And I remember the Lord just said, okay, like, there, there will be no loss. Like, they will not remember that they never went to Disney World. Because Disney World does not compare to that which I have for them. You know, it does not compare. And that, that's funny that I had to have that word to feel better about Disney World. But all I remember about Disney World was Space Mountain, which scared the pee out of me. And then, um, and then the fact that I was nauseous from the rides and my dad gave me Tom's. Which made me throw up. But anyway, that's what I remember about Disney World. And I had an allergic reaction on the way over there and, had, and ended up in the hospital. Wow. Maybe that's why we don't go to Disney World. But anyway, never really put all those thoughts together. Welcome to In My Head. But, um, but yeah, this place of nothing compares to him. He is our greatest treasure. And, I, and, then, and that's someplace... Like, I have to stand and fight for. You know, when I'm walking through things with, pe with people that I love, things in my own life, like, nothing will compare to what he has for us. And, and even that, to me, is um, one of those things I've been thinking about. Like, I mean, some of my good friends, I've walked through their past that I could barely get through because of the pain and suffering. But to think that no loss or no gain in this world will compare to what he has in store for us. When you have felt the pain of loss and to know that it will not compare or even touch that which he has in store for us, there's, there's just power in that, and it's a place that, that I have to stand in perseverance. And there are a couple other scriptures that I absolutely love because they've been huge for me. What time is it? See, I work back there. So, so I'm very familiar with the time has come for, for the kids to eat and go home. But Hebrews 11, 13 through 16 if you haven't worked back there, it is an amazing, an amazing place to work. I'm telling you, kids are just, just such little, they're just amazing. And they're so humorous. They entertain me. If these died, if these, this is Hebrews 11, 13 through 16. If these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth, 
For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of their country from which they went out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. And I really felt like this, this place of perseverance that fights for promises that we may never even see on this earth. That we may, for a generation, that I will stand and fight for promises that I might not see, but my children may see, or my children's children see. Did I say that right? I must have been. Um, but yeah, like this place of promises that we haven't even received, of Hebrews 2, 1, no, it's Hebrews 12, 1, 3, 3. Therefore, since we have so great, and this is the chapter following this, we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And so one, once again, like this place of running, you know, with endurance, this race, even in areas that we may not see, um, the promise. And I think that is the is to come. Who was, who is, and is to come. And I really felt like um, there, were, there were these two other scriptures. And really this place of where perseverance rests in victory. In Matthew 16, 18. Because this is when I'm talking about the church too. Like, you know, I'll just throw all my little things, my little issues out there. But... I mean, the last couple years, you know, I had to deal with the fact of, I'm like, we, you know, we moved here, I guess, in 99, right when the church started. So I think I had some expectations that we would have it all perfected and no one would get hurt, everything would be, a, you know, this church would have it all together in 13 years. Like, I did have that expectation, I have to say. And so it's been hard, like, as we struggle, as we continue to press through and try to hear, like, this is the scripture, you know, that rests in victory. In Matthew 16 to 18, Jesus said, he said, upon the rock, this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not overpower it. And so this place, once again, that my eyes, that my eyes, Simeon's eyes, Anna's eyes were set on Jesus, set on the author and perfecter, the finisher of our faith. Um, and then, this is my, I love this verse, really because if, if you've seen The Passion, um, of course that movie has a lot of significance to me because right after we delivered Nehemiah in the hospital, they had us, they had this interview with was it Jim? Because whatever, the guy who played Jesus. And it came on right after 
we had delivered Nehemiah. And so we were, I had nothing left in me. And this interview came on and it was just like, they're just sharing like the miracles, like of what happened in this movie, in this interview. And, and it, like, I was so encouraged and built up, like, in that moment. And so the movie itself came out several, several months later. But it meant a lot to me because of, you know, Mary's interaction with Jesus in this place of a mother and a son and, and the death, you know, of a son. And um, this one scene, which is just, I'm like, why did they do that? I don't really know, because, but it worked. Yeah. But where it's showing Jesus carrying the cross through, because it really kind of brought it home more as a mom, but carrying this cross and he falls. And so Mary is trying to get to him, like to help her son, you know, to help him up. And so this, they're like flip-flopping, you know, between her, like a memory of her helping Jesus up when he was little versus, you know, so it's flip-flopping between this, and she finally gets to him, you know, and, you know, lifts him when he's carrying the cross, and he looks at her, and he says one thing in the scene, and he says, behold, I make all things new. And I'm like, you know, other than the fact that I'm like, you know, a puddle on the floor, you know, but but I never really, I never really looked at, I knew it was scripture, but I never really looked it up and this week, I kind of I, I found it in Revelations twenty-one one through seven, and this is the and is to come, who was, who is, who is to come. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And I I really like this part. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. And so I really, I really felt like this place of to like who is, you know, who is to come. So. Mm-hmm. Totally, she brings death. She gets me crying, and then I start sniffing up here. Um, I just wanted to just speak in closing this last, really, that what she spoke about that last scripture that I had on the sheet, and that's First um, John five four. It's just in your DNA. We have the who who was, who is, and who is to come within us. It's in your spiritual DNA to overcome. It's just for whatever is born of God overcomes this world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, 
That's encouraging. I, I read this. Um, I read this last week. Um, this place of revelation. You know, remember, uh, you know, through all the out through all the churches, you know, he speaks to you know to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes. I mean, there's a lot. You go read back through that. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that the Lord just declares to him who overcomes, to her that overcomes. I mean, there's a lot of awesome things in that. So I just feel like that's the word, and you know, just being able to keep that perspective on the one who is, who was, who was, who is, he is in your present, and he is to come in your future. And so, um, so I'm just going to get, uh, BJ, can just play a minute? I'm just going to get us a stand. Um, I want to I pray. I forgot this. this is, I can't believe I should, I should have said this, but, you know, yesterday, Mitch is like, okay, we you got to get something written down, you know. I think he was panicking. But anyway, I sat down, and I just kind of, I'm like, uh, God, what do, what do you want? I'm, I'm not, I don't remember worship songs, like names. And so I just happened to just click, oh, I think I know this song, on YouTube, and it's praises, which... We haven't sang, I don't think we've sang, I don't know, I don't think we've sang in a long time. And I'm like, and the Lord, I mean, I just played it all yesterday and, to, and today, this morning. And I laughed and I was like, God, I'm like, I really want to text BJ and tell him, can you do that song? I'm like, no, but if they play that song, like, I know that you're speaking something. <laughs> so when they played that song this morning, like, like I knew, okay, God, like you, you're wanting to speak something. I just feel like the, the Lord just really wants to. I, I prayed last week, but I just felt, and I think Mark had spoken it earlier today. You know, maybe there's several of us in here, maybe more than I think, but you know, that just had come to a place in maybe 2014 that you really just been. It's been a hard year, and you know, maybe you just came to a place where I'm like, I don't know what forward looks like, or I'm not sure I want to go forward. You know, just really maybe in that place of giving up or not sure I really want to move forward. And I just felt like the Lord just said that he's just going to give you a spirit of perseverance. That this place of, like, it's not even of you. Because like Robbie said, if it's of me, if it's, if it's my strength, it usually only lasts for a certain time. But if it's his strength, it's his strength we're made perfect. And so I just want to, I just want to pray that if that's you. I just want you to receive this, but uh, I also want you afterwards maybe just come up and get some prayer specifically to what maybe you're feeling. But that's you. I just want you to just uh, just receive this. And so, Lord, I just pray right now. Uh, this is not where it's not even gonna make a big deal of it. But I, I just for each one that knows that that is the call, that there's something within them that just says, I don't, I don't know about forward. I don't really want to go forward. Or, I don't, I don't know about faith. I'm kind of just struggling in it right now. Or, or maybe I just don't, I got disappointed or I got disillusioned this year. and I just really don't know what looks forward. And so if that's you, I just want you to receive this prayer. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Father, for those that are struggling with uh, that place of despair or disillusionment or discouragement or just not wanting to move forward, God, I just pray right now, just for that spirit of perseverance, that perspective of perseverance to come upon them in Jesus' name. Father, we know that all of us need that, God. 
But Lord, I just pray, especially specifically for those that are receiving that discernment right now, in Jesus' name. God, just receive that. Breathe that into them, God. That place that, that same spirit that you had when you, you were able to say, God, it, it's for joy that I go to the cross. Lord, only, only knowing, persevering and knowing what you were called to could you say that statement, Lord. So, Father, I pray that, Lord, you called us to this journey of amazing grace. And I just pray right now for those that need that place of perseverance, Father, right now in Jesus' name, you would just touch them supernaturally right now. For everywhere they're at, God, right now, just receive, receive the implanted word, the words that Leah declared. I just pray that they would receive them in Jesus' name. Receive that the spirit of that, the DNA of our spirit is to overcome because we have you in us and you are an overcomer and that's who we are in you. So Lord, I pray that over each one today and I just thank you for that and I bless you and I honor you because you are worthy. So we bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to um, dismiss us and I just want a couple things if you want to come forward, just get prayer for that. I just encourage you to do that. Prayer for anything else, healing, whatever. We're up, we'll be up here to pray. Um, yeah, pray for me. Uh, also, I just encourage you Wednesday night, come to Fellowship of the Body, 6.30, bring just some finger food or whatever you want to bring. But stay for prayer too. We're going to be specifically praying for ministries, the ministries within this body, the ministries within the, in the newer valley. And uh, just praying for them. There'll be a couple sessions, so if you can only stay for a few minutes, that's fine. If you can stay the whole time, that's fine. There'll be a couple sessions going through the, uh, up until almost 11. So if you don't have anything to do, if you don't have anything already planned, uh, feel free to come back for that. I just encourage you. We're just going to be praying and interceding and enjoying one another in that. But 6.30 to like... 7.30 or 8, we'll be doing fellowship time. So come on out for that. If you need prayer, come up here. Otherwise, I do want to pray this. Lord, I just pray that for our going into 2015, God, just a year of your kingdom, a year of jubilee, a year of the, the joy being released within this body, within the newer valley, destinies, plans that you have for this body and for this newer valley, God. We just pray just be accomplished for 2015, God, that you would just Give this church, give the churches in this area favor upon favor in this new valley to see your kingdom come about. And we bless you for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Be released. Love on somebody. Talk to them before you leave. Encourage them. And we'll see you next week. Or see you Wednesday if you come.